WIVW. And now, FM News 104.9. News Now. Good morning and welcome to the Tuesday edition of Newsday Now. I'm Nick Gosnell at 7.30. News is brought to you by Farmers State Bank of Holton. Hometown banking with your neighbors and friends. That's what you'll like about Farmers State Bank in Holton. And on the phone with us this morning is U.S. Senator Jerry Moran. Good morning, Jerry. Nick, good morning to you. Thanks for the opportunity to be with you and our listeners. You bet. You just spent the week in Germany at the European headquarters of the U.S. Army and also overseas in Poland and Afghanistan as well. So what did you see on your trip before you went back to Congress? Well, Nick, uh, several things are going on here. Some, uh, they're all national decisions, but they all have local impact. And so the visit to Europe uh, and to Poland and to Germany to see our what's called the Atlantic Reassurance Operation. Uh, here is an effort by the United States and our NATO allies to reassure uh, our friends and allies, those who were with us and are with us today in NATO, as well as former Warsaw Pact countries, that NATO is fully engaged in protecting their borders, uh, particularly from Russia, as a result of Russia's uh, engagement around the globe. But uh, again, their efforts along the Russian border, particularly uh, in the Ukraine, in which they intruded. A lot of concern, then, in my view, rightly so, that Russia is uh, in, a, in a position and a desire to test the West, to, uh, to test the resolve of NATO, to diminish democracy, uh, and to reduce the alliance's effectiveness by creating problems around the globe, particularly in Europe. And so this gave me an opportunity to see what that involvement uh, is about, what I to talk to troops, to thank them for their service, to talk to military and civilian leaders about what's happening and what uh, the role of the United States should play. This is important for me as a representative of Kansans, uh, in part because I chair the Appropriations Committee that makes determinations about the spending on military installations, but it brings it right home because the Dagger Brigade from Fort Riley will deploy in the next uh, few days, weeks, uh, this fall, uh, 3,300 troops uh, they will be replacing the uh, 4th Infantry Division from Fort Carson, Colorado, that I visited with uh, in their efforts uh, to, to strengthen this uh, NATO alliance. And then, in addition, the, I traveled to Afghanistan. Uh, again, nationally, uh, the president made a, a, an announcement uh, days ago uh, about the, the strategy the United States would pursue. I was accompanied on my trip by the Secretary of the Army, the Acting Secretary of the Army, uh, and again, the Afghanistan trip uh, is for me to understand uh, how we're doing, uh, why we're there, what the future holds, do we have a chance for success, what does success look like, uh, and again, importantly, to thank uh, troops, uh, men and women of the American military uh, and their families who are serving our country uh, so far away in challenging circumstances and environment. Now I have to talk to you about your day job, so to speak, as uh, we get back to Washington and uh, the work that has to be done there coming off of the Labor Day break. Uh, the, what's been in the news this past few days is uh, the so-called DREAMers, the DACA Act, and uh, President Trump's intent to at least uh, pause that program and make it different than what President Obama wanted it to be, but that takes legislative action, doesn't it? Well, I'm always for Congress doing its work, and uh, this is an example, in my view, uh, President Obama exceeded his authorities under the Constitution uh, in his creation. Having said that, I want Congress to work together to find a, uh, a constitutional, a practical, 
uh, and a humanitarian solution to those who came to the United States uh, who not through their own volition, they came with their parents as, as young children. Uh, and I would like to see, would love to see uh, Congress develop the policies necessary to protect our, our, our borders, our, our integrity, our sovereignty, at the same time take care of people who are contributing to the United States and are here not because they violated the law, but because someone else did. And also, of course, uh, going to have to be dealing with the disasters that have happened over the break, not the least of which is Hurricane Harvey, also wildfires ongoing in Montana and Idaho and in the Northwest, plus Hurricane Irma out in the Atlantic that we need to pay attention to that could make landfall in the United States even by the end of this week. So all kinds of potential disaster action for Congress to take, too. Nick, uh, it's a full plate, no, no doubt about it. Uh, Congress has its work to cut out. The, the, the difficulties are often as a result of the unwillingness of uh, people to work together, the divisiveness of Congress, uh, and the, the nature that the partisanship has developed in this country. And there are huge, huge issues that need to be resolved by the elected representatives of the American people, but Congress. And we've got to find ways in which we work together uh, not everyone can expect to get exactly their own way, but we ought to be finding policies that work, and we certainly ought to be able to uh, take care of the things that are uh, the basic core of governing, uh, keeping the government open and running. Uh, in other words, no so-called shutdown. Uh, we ought to be able to do the things that appropriate money uh, on an annual basis. We ought to get in a position in which we're not doing continuing resolutions, funding the federal government for the next six months or the next year at the same level of last year's spending. Those are basic things that county commissioners, city councils, school boards do all the time, and Congress needs to do its work. Uh, again, not all of us get exactly what we want, but we need to work together to get things uh, accomplished. The basic things of government need to take place. Also, of course, uh, still awaiting here in Kansas the appointment timeline for Kansas Governor Sam Brownback and whether he will, how much longer he will be in Kansas before taking a position in the Trump administration. Do we know any more about that than we did the last time we talked several weeks ago? Nick, you and I did visit, and I do, know, I do not know anything uh, in addition to what we conveyed, what I conveyed to you, which was uh, this, uh, none of these uh, confirmations are, are occurring very quickly. There's a number of positions that need to be filled that haven't received a nomination from the White House, and there's a number of positions that the White House has nominated uh, in, the, in the dozens that haven't been confirmed by uh, the United States uh, Senate. Uh, in fact, when I mentioned that I traveled to Europe with the acting Secretary of the Army, uh, he has been confirmed as an undersecretary, but there is no other undersecretary and no Secretary of the Army, something you would think in, uh, in the circumstances we find ourselves militarily that you want those positions filled. So, again, Congress ought to be able, in this case, the Senate needs to do its basic work and make decisions. Uh, the White House needs to send names, and the, and the Senate needs to act uh, quickly, uh, taking into account all the review and necessary understanding we need to have with these nominees. But this ought not be, again, a partisan thing in which Republicans and Democrats can't agree on basic nominations to positions across the country. One other thing that you mentioned in the town hall meeting you had in Topeka here over the break, but I want to give you an opportunity to mention it on the air as well, is that you, your office really takes pride and works on helping out veterans 
in how they can get a hold of the resources they have earned through their service to the country. You're talking about our current military folks at the beginning of this interview with regard to Fort Riley, etc. But once you've served, you still are owed uh, some benefits from the Veterans Administration and other things like that. And I know that your office works really hard on that. I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about it. Nick, thanks so much. Uh, my staff, which I think uh, in, uh, is such a, a solid, hardworking, caring group of people, and it's particularly true when it comes to those who served our country, uh, we, would, we would welcome any veteran, if you know a veteran or are a veteran, family member, and they're having difficulty, you as a veteran are having difficulty with the Department of Veterans Affairs, please let us know so that we can go to bat for you. We can try to find solutions to the problems. The VA, in many instances, does its job well. But in too many circumstances, there are veterans who have fallen through the cracks, and the VA is a huge bureaucracy. Put us to work. Uh, talk to your BFW American Legion veteran service officer. Call our office. Put us to work to try to solve the problems that uh, any veteran is having. And it's, it's absolutely right. We have an all-voluntary military. If we're going to have that kind of uh, opportunity for American men and women to serve, they need to know that the commitments that were made to them will be kept and uh, I, I've been on the I'm not a veteran, uh, but I've been on the Veterans Committee since I went, went to Congress, both House and Senate. I now chair the military construction that, that I mentioned earlier also includes all the funding for the Department of Veterans Affairs. I've tried to put myself in a position in which I can influence and get the attention uh, of the VA on behalf of Kansas and American veterans. Again, we've been talking to U.S. Senator Jerry Moran here on Newsday Now. More Newsday Now coming up, including your Bob Fila Minute next. It's 740.